Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are speaking with... This segment, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Congresswoman, good morning. Good morning. Let's uh, let's start with the ongoing investigation uh, into the uh, Bidens and Hunter Biden and uh, in Congress. Where are we in this investigation? What do you know? Well, we have some new bombshell testimony that came out from our whistleblowers, the two IRS whistleblowers who came through a, a whistleblower portal created by the chairman of my Ways and Means Committee. And uh, this is really the start of it all. And they came out with new information that showed that Joe Biden is a liar, nothing new for any of us, but that what Joe Biden was actually doing is communicating out of his White House, out of the White House while vice president with foreign entities, uh, with Hunter Biden's uh, business partner and Hunter Biden using alias names, names that were not his under his name. They were fake names to try in a further effort to disguise the fact that there were over 300 emails discovered that we know of. We know there are 82,000 pages of emails that the National Archives refuses to turn over. And these all reveal that Joe Biden was intimately involved and probably the generator of Joe, of Hunter Biden's business entities across with Burisma, uh, which was a corrupt energy company in Ukraine with a Chinese energy company, and that money was actually transferred from these uh, Chinese Communist Party-owned entities and Burisma through to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and from the Chinese company into a couple of different entities and ultimately directly to Joe Biden. So all of this, uh, you know, claims that he had nothing to do with his son, son's business, did not know anything about it. It's all untrue. The next step is uh, we've got to find a way to get Hunter Biden to testify and ultimately Joe Biden. And that's why next week uh, we will be starting an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden with all these new bombshell findings, uh, bank transfers that have been discovered. Another thing that's really interesting and really, I don't think, coincidental, and I think your, your listeners should know, that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden is slated to testify next week before a congressional committee. And all of a sudden we have this plea agreement, which, yes, shows that he violated and, and uh, you know, was ta- uh, committed tax evasion. But it also doesn't include some more serious charges and felonies where other people like, say, Paul Manafort, who worked for President Trump, went to jail for uh, and many others, including 
the violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, and they are claiming that maybe this is coming on Hunter, Hunter Biden, but he's been involved with these foreign entities using his father's name, and also we see his father's been involved, peddling influence, uh, Joe Biden engaged in bribery, we know famously, a lot of discussion in the Ways and Means Committee last week where all of this evidence became public now, where Joe Biden was actually working to have that fire, prosecutor fired in Ukraine who was investigating Burisma, all while Hunter Biden was collecting $100,000 a month as a board member. And Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, was collecting $65,000 a month. They certainly didn't want Burisma to go under while so much money was going to the Bidens. And then they made it so complicated so that people's eyes would glaze over and it would be difficult to go through. And remember, none of this would be happening. The Democrats would not be uh, looking into themselves or doing any of these internal investigations if it not were the very narrow majority and the House Republicans standing up and making our government accountable. The Department of Justice, the IRS, uh, the FBI, all slow walking and trying to protect Joe Biden from any kind of controversy. And all the while, these same entities are attacking and going after President Trump and trying to find ways to find him guilty of things that aren't even crimes. So this is this is what we're at right now. And next week is going to be a pivotal week. We'll be voting on an impeachment inquiry. And we're going to be seeing if Hunter Biden will plead the Fifth Amendment, meaning he will not testify on these matters because it would incriminate him for a future trial on the claims. And, and I might add, though they're serious, they're not as serious as they should have been. And I don't think it's coincidental. So Hunter Biden, if if he um, testifies, will that be public or will that be behind closed doors? I think there's two ways. Uh, first of all, uh, there's the, the reason you do it behind closed doors is so that you can have attorneys question him. And also he has the right to have an attorney present. This is the way it's always done. You hear Jamie uh, Raskin and others, you know, complaining about this. The entire J6 committee happened behind closed doors and they cherry picked and put snippets out of what they wanted to do that was the most incriminating. The Republicans will ultimately release release this and members of Congress will get to testify, or will get to answer and ask, ask questions of Hunter Biden. So hopefully we'll have it in two. Uh, first, to, just to really get to the facts as much as we can without a five minute limit, which is all members get. Uh, and that would be a closed door session. And then if there is information that is uh, security related in nature, that won't be revealed on a on a national stage. But we will ask the questions in a public setting in a committee. And that's ultimately how it usually and always happens, honestly. Do you do you anticipate a certain day of when the uh, impeachment inquiry would be voted on? Well, probably sometime uh, no later than Thursday, I believe. I'm not sure exactly what day it's going to be set for. Uh, it's got to be within two days or, or no sooner than two days of when it was noticed. So it just depends on the schedule next week, which is going to be, I, I think, our final week of session for this uh, this year. Now, uh, I've got one other thing, to, to another question for you. But first, I, this happened this week as well. Um, the censuring of Jamal Bowman, uh, the congressman who pulled the fire alarm. Uh, can you explain to our listeners, what does that mean when someone is censured? Yeah, a censor just really means that you've been, you, you don't necessarily get removed committee. The, the, concert, the, the Congress takes a vote, the sense of Congress to show that you committed an act that was not acceptable uh, by our ethics rules. And it was, it's really kind of a double standard. If you look, uh, they voted, uh, you know, majority voted, in, including all but two Democrats, all but four Democrats, I should say, voted to expel George Santos, 
Santos, who wasn't convicted of a crime. Yes, he did terrible things. He make, created, you know, did false statements. A lot of things happened. Other members have been in a same or similar situation or worse and were not expelled from Congress. And yet Jamal Bowman, who pled guilty to a misdemeanor, uh, gets censored and not removed. And if that's the standard, uh, then uh, Jamal Bowman should have been uh, expelled, not just censored. Now, also this week, uh, Congresswoman, you um, introduced the uh, Robert Malley Act to hold federal bureaucrats, account- bureaucrats sorry, accountable. Uh, explain that to the listeners. Yeah, this is a well, there is just a little bit of background. The biggest problem that we face in the Middle East is the country of Iran. It's run by a bloodthirsty mullahs, uh, run by a corrupt regime uh, that is involved in, you know, stamping down on its own residents who are seeking peace, killing its own resident, its own uh, citizens. Masa Amini, the famous uh, woman who stood up uh, for not wearing her hijab last year. Uh, many other uh, other cruel and inhumane treatment of its own citizens. It is the largest state sponsor of terror around around the, the Middle East, and they have been funding Hamas, which has you know committed these heinous acts and murder and rape and and, and everything that we've witnessed that's happened in Israel, uh, in in the Gaza region. Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, these these terrorist proxies are all part of the Iranian uh, regimes money-sponsored uh, terrorism. They also sponsor terrorism by the Houthis, another terrorist group that operates out of Yemen. So the reason it's so significant, uh, the Rob Malley Act, is there is a person named Rob Malley who was serving in the Biden administration State Department. Rob Malley was part of a spy ring. He was part of a propaganda ring that he started in 2013-14 to try to promote and protect the Iranian regime and, and give it good relations and work with a number of operatives from Iran and around, uh, around the region, uh, former Iranians, Iranians actively involved with this, with the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary or the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, a terrorist organization, or certainly part of the, some of the people who are involved in uh, creating nuclear weapons and uh, force, enforcing the terrorism around and ma- managing the terrorism uh, around the Middle East and also responsible for the maiming and killing of, of, of Iranians themselves, uh, even Iranian citizens. So why it's so important is Rob Malley was very close to these people. He cultivated this spy ring to protect the Iranian regime. And now he has been put on leave, but he has uh, put it, he's got some of his operatives who have been part of this propaganda ring for over 10 years are actually now in the administration. One of them, a woman named Ariane Tabatabi, who is part of his spy ring, is actually the chief of staff to a deputy secretary in the department, in, in the Pentagon. So this woman who has been working to protect the Iranian regime for years and, and checks in. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Routinely with the Iranian regime about her, her actions is now inside. She's part of our government. And I, you know, I have called for an act that the Biden administration has to come forward. Uh, both ranking members and chairman of related committees can ask for information up uh, people like Rob Malley. And we want to prevent the Biden administration from hiding the truth about why did we, why was Rob uh, Malley furloughed? Was it really because he mishandled classified documents, or is it because this egregious spying is happening? So this is the kind of stuff that we need to know, and we don't have that power right now on both sides, the chairman of a committee and the ranking member, which means the person in the minority. So we want to be sure that we can have this legal requirement for allowing these, this information to be uh, divulged from the Biden administration so we can get to the heart of what Rob Malley is really about and to disclose what's happened. Very little is being done in the media. There have been two really bombshell articles written in the tablet and another publication called Semaphore outlaying uh, emails that were discovered that the Biden administration is trying not to, to release between Rob Malley, the regime, and this Ariane Tabatabi, who is actually an insider uh, with security clearance, top-level security clearance in our Pentagon, while we are facing a bloodthirsty regime in Israel disrupting everything in the Middle East, all sponsored by Iran. And this is why we've got to get to the heart of this matter. We could very well have, uh, you know, aspiring a treasonous person like Rob Malley and his proxies in our own State Department, helping this regime continue to cause disruption and violence uh, and, and death in, in Israel. Uh, looking at the uh, southern border, and I know you've also been looking at the northern border as well and the uh, illegal immigration that continues in this country. Um, any updates on that? Where do we stand on securing the borders in America? Well, of course, it's a disaster. And uh, we did get a bill passed that uh, hopefully the Senate will take up. And uh, that bill last week was uh, commu- uh, protecting our communities from failure to secure the Border Act. And that means it would be preventing the federal government from taking uh, any land under our jurisdiction and allowing us to house migrants there. Look, Eric Adams went down to D.C. last week to try to get President Biden to give him more money for the migrants that are costing us a fortune. Kathy Hochul, our governor, put an additional billion dollars in taxes in the last budget in order to pay for illegal migrants. When you put money in to incentivize illegal migrants, you get more illegal migrants. And that's the problem we're facing. Uh, Not only are they costing our taxpayers money uh, and displacing people from being able to be housed, they're also dangerous. Many of them have been human trafficked, but many of them do not have legitimate asylum claims. They may be seeking to do harm here. We've seen a murder already in Rensselaer County. We've seen rapes uh, and and an attempted uh, sexual assault over in Erie County and others that aren't even being reported, not to mention the illegal fentanyl and other illicit drugs that have come through the border. And many of these people are harboring those drugs. We've got to do something about the border. We've got to shut it down. Uh, We're advocating uh, impeaching uh, Mayorkas as well as President Biden ultimately. But Secretary Mayorkas is a disaster and he really needs to go because his policies, 
even Democrats in many of these border states and Democrats like Mayor Adams, for example, are challenging these policies. And in New York, people should know Governor Cuomo is not the option to take out uh, Mayor Adams. He is the guy in 2019 who ushered through the Green Light Act, and that gives licenses to illegal immigrants. And we are not allowed, and there's a security protection for them. We can't even inquire as to who they are and where they're from, as we could with any other New Yorker. But these people have even a super citizen status and a special status with these licenses that have been afforded to them under the green light law and under former Governor Cuomo. Of course, the legislature and Kathy Hochul could repeal this, but they don't. They continue uh, to give more benefits uh, to legal immigrants and really force the taxpayers of New York to be at risk, both financially and from a security standpoint. It's interesting that the uh, the comptroller in Albany, uh, you know, was talking about the the bleak um, finances of New York State with all of this out migration, people moving to Florida, Texas, you know, down south. Um, but didn't mention that you know that's also because people are moving in and not paying taxes at all. That's a big part of it, uh, Joe. You're exactly right. And uh, I, look, I think that the controller in, in in many ways does a good job. I mean, I, I don't agree with him politically in a lot of things, but he has an obligation to report. And uh, he has an obligation to show that we are hurting ourselves. The, more, the higher our taxes and the more that we prioritize illegal immigration, criminals, for example, with many of our policies, the more people are going to be frustrated and leave. And we've seen almost 600,000 people have left uh, New York State since COVID and, and the COVID pandemic era. And before that, when Governor Cuomo was, was, uh, was uh, governor, we lost over a million people leaving. It's why at one point in the 1960s, New York State had some clout on the national stage. We had 45 representatives, 45 members of the House of Representatives going to Congress to represent New York. Today, we have 26. We've dropped from 27 to 26 this year. And we are also facing another unprecedented uh, redistricting that is going on in New York State because Democrats in Washington, not the Democrats in Albany, the Democrats in Washington have sued to overturn the lines that were done by a special master, the fair lines, uh, neutral lines uh, done last year to try to have some balance. And uh, it's really it's really telling to see that the Democrats in Washington will do anything. They will will over 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 harm or over will the rule of the people. The people uh, decided in 2014 that the, uh, the legislature could not do uh, lines without having some kind of independent redistricting commission, which was created. And now the Democrats in Washington are suing to overturn the will of the people on those Democrat on those those uh, redistricting lines. So we'll be facing that again. We could lose a number of seats. Everybody in New York has to go through this disruption of not knowing who their representative will be as we go through. Uh, another another sense another uh, another redistricting process. Now the court of appeals weighs in on that. Uh, probably uh, I think it, it's either going to be in the next this next week or early January, and we'll know where they go. But I have a feeling that they're going to be moving in the direction of overturning the will of the people. And 80% of those polled across all party lines think that the the uh, the legislature is incapable of producing fair lines. And, uh, and that's a huge number. That's like that's a that's an overwhelming number, especially in a state like New York. That's two to one Democratic. Final question. Uh, Congressman Kevin McCarthy says he's stepping away at the end of the year. Uh, your thoughts on Kevin McCarthy uh, resigning from Congress? 
Well, I think after the uh, uh, the motion to vacate, which removed Kevin McCarthy as speaker, I think he's been around a long time. I think Kevin uh, brought us the majority. He was, uh, you know, very uh, prolific fundraiser for the Republicans in the House. And I think when you're not in in, uh, in the in charge, I think he's probably had enough and wants to move on. Uh, but uh, I wish him well, and he has served our, our our nation from California for a number of years. And uh, I'm I'm sure uh, he will do beyond to uh, other things. He said he's going to continue to the fight uh, to save our country and to promote conservative values. But uh, uh, that's about where that stands. But a lot of people that uh, you know, one people that uh, people one thing people don't realize, Joe, is that the Republicans in the House of Representatives have term limits on leadership. Now, Kevin was term limited in quite an unusual way. The only person ever, uh, only speaker ever. But uh, we have term limits on leadership. You can only serve as leader, either ranker or chair of a committee for six years. And once that's done, you can no longer serve as chair on that committee. So people often retire after that, which is Patrick McHenry, who is the chair of the Financial Services Committee, is in his last term as leader and he's leaving. And that is very common. That's why you see so much turnover in the Republican Party and almost none in the Democratic Party. They don't do term limits. They don't believe in uh, changing leadership. You have the same people really for 20 and 30 and 40 years serving in, in Congress and serving in leadership. We don't do that. We bring in uh, new people and fresh blood, and it's, uh, I think it's, it's better and healthier for our conference. But it, it's a challenging time indeed, and um, I, I, I think Speaker Johnson has is, is got uh, a very big challenge ahead of him. He's a very good man. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's very conservative. Uh, he's a spiritual guy, and he's practical, and I think that's the person we need to lead us right now. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, thank you so much for uh, joining me today and throughout the year. Hope you have a great holiday, and we'll speak in 2024. Yeah, thanks so much, Joe, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.